Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Put a little I never get this line out the first time. It's not even good. Hey, put a little put a little bit more in there, cowboy. And the bulldog. What's your degree in? Kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> On WGR Sports Radio 550. Hey, oh, glad to have you with us here on a Friday afternoon. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope has the day off. Nate Geary filling in for him. A lot of NFL news as we get ready for Combine Week. Salary cap news this week, of course, free agency coming, and then the draft, and I think you know how the offseason works and how calendars work. So I didn't really need to say any of that. Just a sloppy way to introduce our next guest. Joining us on the West Her Hotline is Mike Tanier, NFL writer, editor, founder of Two Deep Zone. I love this Twitter bio, Mike, not not to make light of it. Formerly Football Outsiders, the New York Times, the Messenger, Bleacher Report, and other ancient empires, <laughs> which is just a spectacular, somewhat self-deprecating way of saying you've been downsized a bunch of times. But I'm glad you're up and running with Too Deep Zone. That's T-O-O, by the way. Uh, nice to have you back on the show, Mike. Hope everything's going well. It's great to be on, and I've been downsized a few times, but the Bills won't have to downsize as much because of the big salary cap news today. How – any surprise? I feel like this week there was some reporting that indicated, like, don't be surprised if the cap's a bit higher than we've been anticipating. So I wonder how much of a clue the teams had that this was coming. They, they knew. The NFL does this every year. They put a very conservative cap number in place knowing they're going to exceed it so they can do this little, you know, song and dance, hooray, it's even higher, look how great we're doing, when the original estimate was super low to begin with. So, you know, a lot of people were like, okay, this is slightly higher than we thought, but we were putting that that, that more conservative number in in the first place. And the only time that didn't work was when there was a literal pandemic, and now we're kind of getting some of the uh, – so you know some of the amortized uh, success from them managing that pandemic as well, and, and not not panicking during that, and that's why you have this really high cap right now. Right. So the bills are still over, yeah. um, but you know more money's more money. So what, whatever they're going to do to get under and do business here, you know, so modestly if 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 that uh, in free agency they've got a little extra room to work with. You know what I was thinking about as as we were getting ready to start this segment. We know where the bills are, and I was talking with my my co-host today nate off the air about how i think next year they're already in good shape the bills they're not they're not like at this time last year we knew that there was going to be trouble in the 24 off season for the bills because of the cap what i'm wondering about is how the saints have ended up where they've ended up like i I understand them wanting to keep going while drew Brees was still there and sean payton was still there 
but like WTF with what have they been doing for the last three years? I just don't even, I can't even begin to understand it. And they're like 80 million over and another 50 next year. But hey, also, Mike, don't worry, because Derek Carr's cap hit next year balloons to $53 million. And who wouldn't want to have Derek Carr at $53 million against the cap? But it, wait, wait, it's like, but wait, there's more. The dead cap to cut him is $59 million. You guys bait and switch me. Like, oh, we're going to talk about the Bills. Surprise, we're going to talk about the Saints. We're just going to talk trash about the Saints, yeah. yeah. That's like walking into an algebra test and having calculus put in front of you in terms of the, the Saints cap. And just keep this in mind. Okay, so the Bills, why why are the Bills in this in this situation? Because they're trying to win a Super Bowl because they're that close. So, so you know, you come within a field goal of the Super Bowl because you kick the can down the road. And it's like, well, I understand the sacrifice. I understand the logic there. The Saints are trying to go 8-9 and nine in the NFC South. That's that's their thing. Maybe we win the NFC South at eight and nine and lose in the first round to, you know, the Lions or whoever every year. That's their goal and they keep doing it. And it looks like they're starting to do it now. I saw that they extended Eric McCoy, their center. Okay, he's a good ball player. You're gonna extend him. If you start talking again about, well, you know, Demario Davis is only, you know, thirty nine years old. Let's extend him until two thousand twenty nine. That's what they do. They're gonna they're gonna extend Alvin Kamara, who's like you know, one foot in the in retirement in you know, so so that's what the Saints do. What the Bills did was a logical, measured gamble, and now they're going to have – I mean, they're going to have some losses this year. It's not going to be a phenomenal offseason for the Bills. But you're right. They can get out of it quickly. They can remain a deep playoff run team throughout this. The Saints are just, the Saints are just living it in debt. They're just living in credit card debt, and they're going to be doing it for the next four or five years. Right. They're getting new credit cards to pay off the other credit cards while the rates are low, and then the rates in six months go back up, and they're right back where they started, which is just absurd. So, yeah, Mike, sorry sorry about the bait and switch. Yeah, on the bills. Um, so you better be ready to nail this now after that little speech you just gave us. Um, what, what, do you, what, do you, what do you like about their own free agents? Like, would you prioritize – I don't know, I've been thinking about Daquan Jones. Like, if I can keep yeah. one guy on that list, I feel like maybe he'd be at the top for me. I guess everyone would be different. Um, but, they'll, you know, they'll find their way to getting under and doing business, of course. I mean, they're an NFL team. Um, what do you think about that idea, like him as maybe a target to try to retain? Yeah, I like that because you get a big defensive tackle who's played well, who's going to anchor that, who's going to maintain a position of strength there. If you can prioritize him, I don't know. That free agent market for defensive tackles, I know he's on it. DJ Reader's on it. There's a lot of guys who could cash in there, so it might be tricky to just bring him in on that. you got to start still by getting under. You're still at 42 over. I don't think that's going to be that hard a target to hit. But in order to hit that, you are extending some guys. Like, I think if you do that, you, you extend Deion Dawkins. Uh, obviously, you move, you move some money around for, for Josh Allen. That, that takes care of a chunk of it. Um, so, so you're going to do that. If you do that and you manage to bring in Daquan, uh, you, you still have some questions along the way, questions about guys like Epinesa and stuff like that, mm-hmm. who I think of as, like, guys that you want to keep in because depth is such a strength to the team. No matter what, you're going to take a hit on that depth. It's a matter of managing it and making sure the guys you keep are the guys who, who, who you know you want to keep. Mike, uh, well, first of all, I didn't even say hi. Mike, it's been a while. Hey. Hope, hope you're well, buddy. Hope you're well. Yeah, you too, you too Nate. Uh, um, so I wanted to ask you about uh, part of the reason the Bills are in this position, Mike, is because of the contract they handed to Von Miller. And they wouldn't be in this yeah. position if Von Miller was still Von Miller. Yeah. He can't be worse next year uh, because he had zero sacks and two pressures all year. So there's – well, 
I shouldn't say literally no way. He could have zero pressures next year, but I digress. It can't really get a lot worse than what we saw, so maybe he gets a little bit better. But, Mike, they're partially in his position because of the contract they gave to Von yeah. Miller. There's not really a way to get out of it. No. But I think the most interesting part of this conversation with Von Miller is the radio silence we've had about his in-season arrest. And there's been no talk about that. There's been no updates in the media. There's been no updates from the NFL about an active investigation against them. Nothing. That's their out. If he gets suspended, they have a void and they can get out of his contract scot-free. That'd be a huge win for the Bills. But like, where are the Bills with Von Miller? And where is Von Miller with Von Miller? Yeah, I don't know about uh, I have heard all radio silence that you heard about that arrest. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, sometimes no news is no news, and sometimes it's like, well, this is so deep underground, it's going to come up and get us on the uh, on the back end, and I don't know what that is. But that's the only out from this contract. I, again, if he gets cut as a post-June 1st, I think it was something around $6 million. That doesn't That doesn't get you very far, and you're still eating a ton of space that you could use for somebody else. The only other way out would be some kind of restructure that's not just, oh, my God, we're going to kick this money to 2027, a kind of thing where you say, hey, if you come back for one year and then you can try that free agency year or you can go retire as a Bronco or do whatever you want to do, we're going to come in at a flat fee. You can sometimes save money that way. That's something the Saints do. They've, they've done it frequently. They did it with Michael Thomas uh, last year where they said, let's eat the back end of us. They did it with Jameis. That's one way you can approach it. But, again, it's been radio silence right now. Maybe we'll know more next week. I don't know, but you're right. His his contract's a conundrum because it's no matter what, you're eating money or you're seeing a player get suspended, and that's your way out. Yeah, I, I, my my feeling is the Bills. I mean, I, I don't know what they'll what they'll do, but I, I I would be surprised if they went in on Miller's contract or Diggs's contract for that matter. Like I feel like this might be just a year to sort of swallow hard and hope those guys return somewhat to form Diggs is obviously much closer to that opportunity than than Miller this you know has less ground to cover but there was even a drop off on Diggs and just give yourself the flexibility next year to get out of those if you need to get out of them because this year they feel like really immovable objects yeah Diggs is only if it's a trade and the trade's kind of got to be a blockbuster kind of trade uh and it doesn't look like there's a lot of silence on that front too it doesn't sound like there's active motion there, but that's how you would move digs. You say somebody's going to eat some of his contract and give us a draft pick. That's a little bit different. For Miller, yeah, it might be a swallow hard year. Again, that's why I keep going back to maybe both sides can come to the table and say, hey, can you give us this? Then you walk as a free agent next year, and we guarantee you this year you stay on the stay on the roster, and you could you know play for your next contract or play for your legacy or play for another ring, whatever you're playing for when you're Von Miller at this point. That might be one way to do it. Mike Tanier, his new platform is called Two Deep Zone, T-O-O Deep Zone. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Mike Tanier, T-A-N-I-E-R. He's on the Western Hotline with us, pouring over the offseason here and the Bills' way forward. Um, something else we've already talked about today, Mike, um, You know, thinking about this extra money, your mind maybe gets racing like, oh, maybe I can afford a big-name wide receiver. Um, <laughs> we're, we're very much of the mind, a lot of us here in, in, on the station, I think a lot of the fan base too, that the Bills need to invest a premium asset draft-wise in a wide receiver. I also think that they're very likely – well, I think they're going to lose Gabriel Davis and be priced out of that market. Frankly, if they're not yeah. priced out of it, I still want them to move on and do something different. Mm-hmm. I would expect them to go for like a, a a very moderate but yet veteran receiver type just so they're not counting on a rookie to replace Gabriel Davis. 
I don't like the second tier of wide receivers that are out there. In the first tier, you're not going to get Mike Evans. You're not going to get some of the, the guys out there. So I'm not, I would say your better element in this is to try to go through the draft at this point and try to get somebody. Then the problem is where you're picking in the, in the first round. And I, I sat on Daniel Jeremiah's uh, you know, uh, conference call yesterday. I tend to agree with him. You get down to that that first group of wide receivers in the draft, you know, those guys, obviously Harrison and guys like Neighbors, et cetera, they're going to be gone. Right. (laughs) They're going to be gone. Now, one thing you could try to do is, like, you know, this is a Super Bowl team. Your second-round pick, your third-round pick might not even make the squad. Try to trade up. Try to get into that position. That makes more sense then. If you don't do that, then you're down in the second, third round. Then you're talking about getting this this second, third-tier veteran free agent. I don't know what that gets you right now if you're the Buffalo Bills and you're trying to get a guy to win the Super Bowl and be the number two to Diggs. I don't know if he's out there under those circumstances. Yeah, my idea is to do both of those things, though, right? I, I think get get the veteran as insurance just to give the rookie some ramp-up time. Like, I still want the premium asset regardless of whether I dip into the mid-free agent receiver market. I just I, – I wouldn't expect – Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott to say we drafted a guy at 28 or if they move up a couple spaces and there's our answer to Gabriel Davis. I think they would want some veteran insurance. That's the point. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Or you trade that first round pick and see if somebody's got a disgruntled veteran you can bring in and figure out a way to fit them under the cap without having a big contract in place. That's another way to do it. Uh, if, if, but then you could be just bringing someone else's headache and you bring someone else's headache with Steve, Stephon Diggs, which is often your headache and you don't know what you're getting. Yeah, Mike, it's it's funny, too, because I think this offseason for Bills fans has been, well, it, it see, maybe it shifts, but I, I wouldn't say there's been a huge shift in that, you know, I think for the most part last season, Sean McDermott did pretty damn well calling a defense that was missing a ton of pieces and ultimately having a 36-year-old A.J. Klein playing in a AFC Divisional game who two weeks yeah. before was in, you know, Boca uh, going to family vacation and is being asked to cover Travis Kelsey in a division round playoff game. Turned out that just was was one mole, you know, molehill too far. Um, where this is a team right now with two aging safeties, one of which is a, a is a free agent and probably yeah. mulling retirement and Micah Hyde, uh, and then Jordan Poyer, who I think became a little bit better towards the end of the season because they moved him into a more of like a big dime look um, and not uh, the center field safety that he'd been for the better part of the, you know, his career in Buffalo. It's surprising at least a little bit to me to hear a lot of people in the fan base say, we don't care about defense, just score as many points as you can. It's almost like, and then I'm thinking to myself, well, like, did anyone else watch the playoffs? Did anyone watch the Super Bowl? Mm -hmm. you do need to have the defense. And frankly, the Bills have fallen in these last three divisional round playoff games. Oh, yeah. And by the way, the AFC championship game that they lost was because their defense in these big moments have just collapsed. So, like, how do you balance the need for, yes, the Bills should absolutely be prioritizing finding a wide receiver in the first two rounds that you think could eventually turn into your wide receiver one when Diggs moves on, which could be next year or the following. But also the fact that this team needs probably two new safeties, needs a one technique that's young needs yeah. some pieces on defense. When I think a lot of people are so tired of this, this team investing premium assets into the defensive positions, specifically the defensive line. There's a, there's a couple elements here. One is you can't really project to the draft 
or free agency until you know what you're doing with all the guys who are on your own free agent list and who you're keeping. So, like, I think they're keeping Jordan Poyer. They might extend him for another year to save a couple million, et cetera. You're probably looking at Michael, Michael Hyde gone. So, there, you got a problem there at, at your safety position you got to fix. Tredavious White is a big question mark. I have a funny feeling he's gone. I think that's a way to solve some problems financially. I don't know. Then you got a hole opening up a corner. you got to see where the holes are before you can fill the holes. And, you know, you have that on this side and you have it on the other side. And uh, the, the other element of this for the Buffalo Bills is, you know, when I when I looked at them at the moment the offseason broke, I, I saw their cap situation. I saw their free agency. I saw guys like Von Miller and said, this team is going to take a step back. They have to control the step back. Okay, mm-hmm. they're probably going to take a step back. But the Chiefs have this big decision with Chris Jones, and they don't have any wide receivers. The Bengals might be taking a huge step back. So you have to almost look at it right now with the Bills and say, you're in a little bit of, of a control the skid mode mm-hmm. and say, hey, if we come back with some of these guys next year uh, and we add in a few pieces, whether it's on offense or defense, we put ourselves in a better position. To- Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Some of, the, uh, some of the other, you know, top playoff teams are right now, and we can put ourselves in position to also still be good 2024 and 2025 by not overspending or taking a risk. I love that phrasing, control the skin. Same. That yeah. is such a good way to put it. And I think, Mike, maybe the Chiefs did that two years ago, maybe to a larger extent than they did this year, but they, they, did, they didn't redo Mahomes' money two years ago, and they got young on defense and hit on a bunch of draft picks that they really needed to come through, and all they've done is win the Super Bowl two years in a row. That's a, that's a very high bar to try to clear, but that I guess that's mastering. That's like intentionally skidding. That's drifting uh, on purpose, I think, is what they did. You trade Tyree Kill to do it. I mean, that's part of the thing. It's like this is the, the controlled burn. We 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 <laughs> right. gave away a Hall of Fame caliber player to do it this way, and it wound up working pretty well for them. So, is there an idea that you like the most um, in free agency um, on 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 defense on the defensive line, um, or are you? Um, are you not willing to put uh, put names out there at this point? I, I'm not going to put names out there for a team that's forty one million dollars over the cap and all this. And what you have to, and I explain this to fans as well. Everybody got this uh, got this this good cap news. Everybody got it, which means the teams have a lot of money to spend now have a lot more money to spend. So if they're out there looking at hey you know Daquan Jones or DJ Reader, we can right. put money in front of them. They can put more money in front of them. And Daquan Jones knows this, and his agent knows this, and so so does uh, you know Gabriel Davis and everybody else. So. Right now, it is a matter of saying, you know, well, what are you prioritizing? How are you going to make this work? And I'm not going to put a, a, a 
you know, a, a big name or even a medium name free agent in front of the Bills to have a funny feeling if they want to get it. That means they gutted some serious things along the way to create that money. Yeah, I, lo- I love this point. The, the good news is you got to raise. The bad news is your benefits all cost more. <laughs> yes, can, can, yes. Like... And, and inflation went up. Ha-ha, goodbye. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Mike, uh, I also – it's funny because – over the last couple of days that I've been filling in this week, we've just we've been talking a lot about the wide receiver position, Gabriel Davis in particular. I, I, but I think the Dolphins kind of keep coming up to me as a team that we talk about on this station a lot because, you know, they're the team you're looking over your shoulder and they're right there behind you. Uh, yeah. But, man, talk about a team who has $35 million over the cap themselves. Uh, yeah. But there's, I think, a little bit more – there's some more logical maneuvering that they can do, uh, a lot of restructuring, obviously – you know, extending Tua is part of the formula of, of, of getting some space back too. where yeah. I, you and I have had fun in the past, you know, talking about the Dolphins and, and Tua and where they are. But they're probably on the precipice of giving him 50 million dollars, something along those lines. And sure, that clears up some cap space and woohoo. Uh, but there are some more longer term implications there on that contract. The other one that I keep seeing is like, oh, well, this is the no brainer. They'll just restructure Bradley, Bradley Chubb. And I'm like, you're going to restructure a guy off of the second ACL injury and who was decent, but not exactly the guy that you were expecting when you traded a first round pick and re-signed him. Uh, Where are you with them, their salary cap space, their decision with Tua and, you know, they just released Xavier Howard and Manny Logba today. And that doesn't make their defense better. It doesn't make them better. Although Xavier is on the downside of his career. Uh, to a degree, so that, that that's not as big a loss as it might look on paper. But if I'm the Dolphins, I play chicken with two. I play on the fifth-year option, and I see where he's at at the end of this year because, you know, if we're being honest and we're not just, you know, box score scouting on the guy, it's like I don't think he looks like Joe Burrow when healthy or Justin Herbert or Jalen Hurts. He doesn't accomplish those things, so I don't do that. I have a funny feeling the Dolphins aren't thinking that way. The Dolphins are thinking we have to do this optically we've had so many problems with quarterback in the past for years and years and years we want to get this done and we're going to take this risk i think they do that there i just the the whole never equals the sum of the parts with that team we saw that late in the year bills fans saw what happened to the dolphins at the end they're the ones that turn into the pumpkin first so uh, you know i think they're kind of stuck with the plan that they have right now is it's going to be Tua, it's going to be waddle it's going to be tyreek that gets you to Nine ten wins right away because you're going to beat the Jets with that. You're going to beat the bad teams with that. And then we have to see where the, the chips lay after that. Yeah. Real quick on the Chiefs. Um, I know they're in a much better financial situation, but they do have some big names. Chris Jones, Legereus Sneed from that defense, namely. Yeah. Do you think they keep both of those guys? I don't think they keep Chris Jones. I think the whole idea with Chris Jones was when they restructured him last year, it was like, you get another ring, then you go put your great-grandkids through college someplace else. I think that was always the logic. Now, maybe he's happier now than he was last season, off season when he was disgruntled, but I think the idea is you keep Snead. Jones is going to get this big payday somewhere. You know, Detroit Lions are going to make him the richest defender in the league or whatever. And then you turn around and say, well, with these assets, hey, a wide receiver would be really nice because you still really need one. Mike, appreciate the time very much. If you want to let everybody know where exactly to find your work, other than just searching for it on X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, <laughs> g- you know, g- g- give yourself give yourself a plug here. 
I'm at the Two Deep Zone at Substack. So just go Mike Tanier, T-A-N-I-E-R, at Two Deep Zone, and you will find me. And right now there is Bill's content. It's historical content, the top five quarterbacks in Buffalo Bill's history. You can probably guess who's number one, number two, and maybe number three. But go on, check it out. You can become a free subscriber. If you like what you see, you can become a paid subscriber and get all of my NFL information, historical stuff, up-to-the-minute stuff, right in your email every two or three times a week. All right. Excellent, Mike. Thanks a lot for the time. Appreciate it. Best of luck with this venture, and we'll look forward to the next time we get to visit. Thanks, Mike. You got it. Take care, guys. That is Mike Tanier Again, you just heard it. Two Deep Zone is where you can find his work. Uh, Mike Tanier T-A-N-I-E-R, on the old Twitter machine. X, whatever. Nope, I will call it Twitter. Okay. 803-0550 <laughs> is the number. You want to chime in? Uh, wide receiver ideas, free agency ideas. We're flush with all this extra money. Yeah, kinda, we are flush. Yeah, kind of. I mean, not not really, but whatever. You know, there's, there's extra. Extra is extra. That's all there is to it. Extra is extra. All right. Even if everything ends up costing more. 803-0550 is the number if you'd like to join us. Sal Capaccio in about 40 minutes uh, on this news today about the salary cap going up more than had been anticipated. Uh, but between now and then, we'd love to hear from you uh, at 803-0550. Nate Geary in for Mike Shope. I am the Bulldog. Thanks for listening to WGR. What the Bills did was a logical, measured gamble, and now they're going to have some losses this year. It's not going to be a phenomenal offseason for the Bills, but you're right. They can get out of it quickly. They can remain a deep playoff run team throughout this. The Saints are just living in debt. They're just living in credit card debt, and they're going to be doing it for the next four or five years. That is our man, Mike Tanier. Just uh, had a very enjoyable visit with him uh, last segment. You can check that out at uh, WGR550.com or also the Odyssey app if you are so inclined. Excuse me, 803-0550 is the number. Nate Geary is in for Mike Shope here today. I am the Bulldog. and We're talking about free agency with news today that the, the Bills, along with, well, all 31 other teams in the league, have got a little more working capital to deal with. They, um, the cap is going to be about, I don't know, somewhere between 10 and $12 million higher than it was projected to be so we're trying to find cool ways to spend that money i guess is one way to look at it time now for us to get connected with our fans which is brought to you by northtown kia western new york's number one kia dealer shop online at northtownkia.com ryan is first up this segment hi ryan thank you for calling you're on wgr all right guys i'm gonna be a total buzzkill here but i i have that we're hanging no up on interest you. <laughs> <laughs> I have no interest in, you know, looking at this news as um, as if we're, you know, going to be able to spend more. I just think, you know, some of the mistakes, you know, in hindsight, obviously now they look like mistakes um, that we've done with some contracts. You know, the cap now certainly looks real, and I think it's an opportunity for us to, you know, maybe not have to restructure somebody like a Dawson Knox or, you know, keep restructuring Allen to the degree that we have. I mean, if you look at like Mahomes cap hit versus Allen's cap hit per year that they, you know, how, how deep they are into their contracts next year, before we've even touched Allen's contract, he's only $2 million cheaper against the cap than Mahomes. Um, and if we do it again, I'm sure Allen's going to be more expensive than um, Mahomes is if, you know, they were to leave Mahomes as alone, but Long and short, you could look at it any different way. I think it's just an opportunity to 
be a little bit more financially smarter and, you know, hopefully it doesn't burn you down the road. Yeah, no, I hear you. You'd like you'd like to be able to do that. I mean, I mentioned, um, and thank you for the call, Ryan. I mentioned while we were talking to Mike Tanier that the Chiefs kind of did that, right? They they sat on Mahomes' deal and had the big cap number uh, two years ago and traded Tyreek Hill, and it was kind of a step back kind of year, maybe a bit of a reset, reload kind of year, and all they did was go ahead and win the Super Bowl. Um, I, I I'd love it if the Bills didn't have to touch any of these contracts, but I, I you know. <laughs> they can clear they're 41 now we think over the salary cap they can clear more than half of that just by redoing Allen's contract and and he's Josh Allen so i like i know it's not ideal um and the cap that cap number is only going to go up the more times you do this but i don't see any other way short of taking a year where you just go we're just not we're, you know, we're, we're going to have street free agents playing on our defensive line because we can't afford anyone. And I, I think that would be irresponsible. So it's not a go for it year, but to me, it's also not a, let me lay down and just, just get run over year. Josh Allen's their quarterback. He's going to be their quarterback for 10 more years. So kick it down the road. I got no problem with that. Where, where I where I would balk at opening up cap room by redoing veteran contracts is with Diggs, who to me is a year away from you wanting to divest yourself of him entirely. Von Miller, same deal. Like if I, if I could walk away from Von Miller right now, I would, but I can't. So do I want to open up room salary cap wise by kicking his can down the road? No. Because I'm not sure he's ever going to be even a reasonable facsimile of the player we thought they were signing two marches ago. So I think you just got to kind of live with those. And so in those cases, I do that. But Allen, to me, is different. He's younger. He's still a cornerstone player and will be for years to come. So I think you, you almost have to do that to open up the room so that you can replenish your defensive end to defensive tackle positions. I think that's just how it has to be. Yeah, I also might want to say, too, like with Josh Allen, two years into Patrick Mahomes' uh, eight-year or ten-year extension or whatever it was, they extended him again. They didn't extend him because he was running out of years. They extended him because, A, they wanted to give him more money up front because he had earned it. He's the best quarterback in football. But also because they wanted to create flexibility. This is not just a you have to restructure guys. Like, Taron Johnson's probably going to get a little one-year extension. I think Deion Dawkins is going to get an extension. Mm -hmm. I think there's a good chance Rasul Douglas will get extended. Those right there mean you are creating cap space this year by extending him. So it's not just about restructuring. It's also rewarding guys with extensions. It's a, it's a, it's a no-brainer, like especially Deion Dawkins. Like he's earned an extension, and that extension will also free up some cap space. And it doesn't hurt you because you're not kicking a can down a road. You are rewarding right. a guy for playing well and also helping yourself out in the process. And with Josh Allen, I could even see the Bills this year. It wouldn't surprise me at all. If the Bills announced an extension for Josh Allen this offseason with the idea that they dramatically reduce the cap hit this year, but give him a whole bunch more money, add a couple of void years to his contract, and have the ability to give themselves some some restructure opportunities down the road while also rewarding him for being the second best quarterback in football for the last three years. So, yeah, this is not just, hey, we got to restructure and kick the can down the road and turn into the Saints. This is, you can still do that, but you could also extend guys that are 27, 28 years old that aren't old and aren't going to hurt you if you extend them. Um, and also, in the meantime, help yourself in the process. So there, there is more to this whole conversation 
than just simply saying we have to restructure and kick the can down the road. There is there's other options. How, how do you want to proceed with Tredavious White at this point? Joe Biscaglia's idea, I think, made a lot of sense. Giving him an extension with non-guaranteed money, meaning we can give you some more money this year, uh, sign you with the expectation that at the end of training camp, if it's not looking good or at some point throughout the offseason, it's just this isn't working, we can cut you and not be hurt from a cap hit perspective um, or get through the year and your cap hits lower and next year we can cut you and and it's right. not it's not going to hurt us financially. Because straight up, the way I understand it, straight up releasing him this year there would be some savings, but the dead money outweighs the savings by almost fifty percent. Like yeah. I think, I think it's like six million in savings, ten million dead is I, th- I think the numbers, if I understand it correctly. Yeah, and that doesn't sound like a great idea. And again, you could do the post June first thing, but that money that's not giving you money for, to, for the right. start of free agency and the start of the league year. So yeah, I, I think that, that's the trickiest one because I think part of this too is the the team is gonna this is gonna be a really difficult decision for Brandon Bean. I don't envy his position because. They want to do right by Trey White. He was Sean McDermott's first draft pick. He is an emotional heartbeat of this team. He he is the things he did, went through after the ACL injury, the hard work that he put in. Um, this is not just the decision you, you can look at and say this is strictly a business decision, although whatever they decide, it will be because of business. There is, it's a more complicated business decision than than cutting, you know, Deontay Deontay Johnson or uh, uh, Hardy Deontay Hardy right it's it's a different type of decision because of the investment that the that the team has made in him and he's made into the team and what they think of Trey as a person that is going to make this decision that much more difficult for for Brandon Bean again I don't envy it but at the same time um, I I can't exactly remember the structure that Joe B had but I thought it was the most creative Uh, it gave him another opportunity to play football this year if he can and also allow them to get basically out of his contract scot-free next year um, by doing so. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that could make a lot of sense for the team. Yeah, as cold as the business certainly can be, and there's a million examples uh, of that across the league and even here in Buffalo, it, it does feel like Tredavious White is – I think they, they would probably want to be mindful of what that would look like to the rest of the team. Right. I mean, he's he's working. He's you know, we we know the history here. Um, what I always have in the back of my mind is how open he was. And I admire this about him, but it, it sort of haunts me now how open he was about how hard emotionally the rehab was for him off the ACL and to, to have to do that again here with, you know, albeit a different injury, but still, um, I, I just, I, I'm I'm sitting here wondering if he's got it in him. I guess is is one is one thing, and, and I, I don't I don't say that lightly, and I don't say that to um, be dramatic either. I I just think it's, you know, emotionally, I I wonder like does a guy? I always wonder how these guys do it at all. I mean, it's just such a hard thing to come back from, and I know they're motivated by you know getting their careers back and their earning and all of that stuff. Um, but it's still it's it's a lot to go through twice in three years. Yeah, and this is a tough as injury as any uh, to come back from at the position 
that he plays. You know, we talked about how hard it is for cornerbacks coming off torn ACLs because of the movements required at the cornerback position. A lot of stopping. Um, and, you know, the, AC, uh, the, the Achilles is no different. It's, it's, a, it's a very difficult uh, injury to come at. And he's not 30 years old yet, but two injuries like that back-to-back, there's an expectation he's going to slow down. And, you know, I, I always had thought this, but I wonder if, you know, everybody sort of asks this question, but a move to safety, could that make sense? You know, it might. I have brought that up to Sal, and maybe we can revisit it um, because I'm pretty sure Sal has looked like his his thought on it. Well, I'll, I'll let him respond, but I, I think it's the athletic profile doesn't really fit. He's not a big tackler, and whether or not like that would stylistically fit. Like I, I started thinking about that when he was coming back from the ACL injury. <laughs> even like two yeah. years ago like is he a potential switch to safety thinking about rod woodson right like yep. a fantastic corner eventually became a, an all pro safety um and i'm not not sure i mean not not that sale has to be the, the judge and jury on it but um that maybe stop you know his athletic profile does not fit that transition uh we'll see remind me to bring it up with sale in 20 minutes when he joins us 8030550 is the phone number here Nate Geary in for Mike Shope I am the Bulldog as i said sale coming up in about 20 minutes We'll continue pouring over uh, the news today about the salary cap in the league and finding ways for the Bills to creatively spend their money. Uh, eventually, we'll get to Sabres pregame at 6. The Sabres are in Columbus to play the Blue Jackets. That is all ahead tonight on WGR. Cool to have you with us here on a Friday afternoon. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope has been off this week. Nate Geary has mostly been filling in and is here again today. We've got Sal Capaccio coming your way in about 15 minutes what is that bag of food that you just opened because it is pungent don't say the brand name oh it's it's okay it's it's uh jerky beef tender cuts prime rib dude it it does stings the nostrils it's not gross no but it's just it's a lot. It's just more than yeah. it needs to be. Like and it's, it's like who who just cooked fish in the work microwave? Basically, uh, <laughs> is the vibe I'm getting right now. Well, that's a bad smell. I had to. I actually. It's funny. This happened. I'm not to me saying. Recently. I'm in, what I'm telling you is, I'm not enjoying this. Uh, well, I'll try to finish it quickly. Um, well, I haven't eaten today. I forgot to eat, which happens to me from time to time. I, in fairness, did I work? Yeah, I work three jobs today. Full time here, and then I'm bartending later. So. I, just in between that, I was like, well, if I bring lunch, which I did, I'm not going to bring it to the other one because I'm going to leave it. In. I was like, nah, I'm just, I'm just not going to eat. I'll figure it out. Um, so I'm hungry, and I went to the vending machine. And I'm thinking, I'm like trying to eat better. So I'm like, well, Pop-Tarts. Mm, those, <laughs> honestly, those that's catching the eye. Uh, it is catching the eye. But if, if you know, if I don't know, if you don't know how, how much you know about Pop-Tarts, when you get the big box of them at the store, they're pretty good. When you get this individual packages that are blue, that are like the retail packages, they are not the same. Really? Yeah. The frosting, they skip out on the frosting. So instead of it like having the little edge oh. of crust, it's like a very pronounced edge of crust. Like a landing strip yeah, of frosting? Yeah, we yeah. can't really have that. Correct. And Nobody it's just like, that. And I don't know why the blue package tastes... I mean, landing strips are fine, but not, not the... Right, correct, no, correct. No. And yeah, yeah so... Gross. I, 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 I opted for I, the $2 and... By the way, $2.60 for like six, you know, prime rib 
nibs, I think is what I would like to refer to them as, because they are the that, size of that, fingernails. And they stink. As they, well as stink. They stink. What happened, I, and it, it can't just be, don't, don't come back with me with the economy, because... Vending machines went from being the thing uh, where you're like fifty cents, dollar. It's, uh, it's trucking, Nate. A uh, dollar sixty in there for a uh, 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 one of those you know fiber bars that you eat when you really need to poo. Hang on, we, wow, we are covering some ground. I I want to circle yeah. back here. We circle, to this. Can we circle back. You know, no, I want to. What wanna, if? I, Stop! What if? Stop opening! Hear me out. Stop opening containers that have been in here for months. Hear don't, me out. Don't open those peppers. Sport peppers. Do not open those peppers. You, I don't think it. I don't think this is a pungent smell. We could find out though. We mix it with the jerky. Don't each. Just don't. Jerky just nib don't. on this side. Sport pepper on this side. What I what I feel like we we are doing a great disservice to our audience right now by not. Filling out this pop tart thing. Oh, what, what? Like, what? How? How did you come to know this? I'm a, a, a connoisseur. I, and like, why? 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 Um, you every once in a while you just want to like. No, as, I, no, I don't know why. why I'm not asking why. Why you, you eat pop tarts? Why you would eat yeah. pop tarts? Sure. I mean, they're delicious. Like anyone I mean, they're, else? They're, for anyone else's reasoning, is obviously the same. not yeah. good for you, but still, you know, they're delicious. Sure, but this thing about the knowing that they're made, they're different. I, I just, I don't know. That's surprising to me. Yeah, I, I, that's also surprising to me. I, I think someone should look into it. I don't know. And you've you've studied this. Yeah, you, you know this to be. It's I've, not just a one. You didn't just get like one bad no. pop tart out of a vending machine and like you've arrived at this conclusion. The retail packs don't hit the same as the boxed pop tarts. I don't know why. Mm. It's but it's it's over years of studying. Yeah, it's, it's the box. The, bo- the which I know, like a, like you gotta go to co- Costco for the big box of pop yeah, you know, like the six about? the four pack of them, or okay. you get like the big like those are, and then they come in the silver chintzy packaging. Yeah. But when you get them at like a gas station, it is the two pack, right? And it's just two pop tarts in a blue, like more rugged packaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm sure because. You know, it's on the shelf. You need a little more rugged packaging. It's going to drop out of the vending machine. Yeah. You need to. You need it. Right. You need to protect it. And I, I don't know what it is. They're a little drier. Maybe it's because they're old. Mm. It could be because they're really old. I, I don't. You know what? I think what I'm going to do is after this, we're taking a break. I'm going to go get some Pop-Tarts and I'll I'll let you know. Oh, boy. Stay tuned for that, everyone. Give you my Pop-Tart review. <laughs> I just can't wait to be done with this jerky. That, that stuff <laughs> it absolutely it doesn't it do- taste good, it, by the way. It, it does doesn't smell bad. It's just so powerful that it makes me think it must be bad. Like it's it's, it's, it's not good. Yeah, it's it not does good. not. It's a tiny little bag. It's I don't know why. So it's small, filled, and I'm not kidding. There are six nibs in here, and it's filled the room with just watching him sniff that was jarring because he did not react. I've had those, and it is pungent, and yeah. he did not react at all when he sm- when he sniffed it. Yeah, I. I Right now, my face is like you're driving, you know, on the 190 past the Grand Island Bridge, and that that smell from the the, the refine the the, the mm-hmm. fuel. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sort of getting off the, the Grand Island Bridge. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm getting that. I'm like, why am I smelling that? I'm at work. Oh God! Yeah. All right, just yeah. I, we, we, I gotta just shut this segment down. Uh, Sal Capaccio coming up in a few minutes. If I'm alive, I, I just uh, gross. Be back after this. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.